Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, everyone. Okay, I think we should talk about the elephant in the room right here, right now. Lots of what I'm hearing from people right now is that they are a little spent, tired, showing up, not seeing results, overwhelmed, over busy, and I think they're just feeling a little ragged. And guess what? I am too. You might actually even hear that just a teeny tiny bit come through in today's interview. Um, I think both myself and my guest were feeling kind of the same way. We're just all over here plugging away diligently and consistently as can be. And a lot of people right now, what I'm hearing is that they're facing roadblocks and obstacles uh, along the way. So I'm going to give you a little a couple of personal examples. Um, tomorrow night is our She Built This Making Waves event. And it's being held at the co-working house in Milford, New Hampshire. It's a panel event, actually, featuring three inspiring New Hampshire women. Heidi Bell, who is a 13-year-old owner of the company Making Waves. Pubali Campbell of Granite State Recovery. And Tina Hurley of Less Leg, More Heart. Now, each of these ladies have a unique, amazing story to share, and we're going to kind of like get cozy and be the ones to hear from them directly. So here's the thing about this event. In the past, She Built This does an annual, huge, beautiful in-person event, sometimes actually more than once a year, Um, but typically at a local winery and in some lovely location, 150 plus people show up and it's just a spectacular evening of networking, connecting, and being inspired all together. Well, rewinding to March of 2020, when our last official in-person one was planned and got canceled, um, we've I've had to do a lot of pivoting and have all of these events online throughout the past uh, 20 months. So the first one was fantastic. Um, and as time has kept going on, and I've done, I think I've done a total of three more online. I sort of started to watch and see a trend uh, of people getting a little bit sick of not being able to be together and a little bit sick of attending these kinds of things online. So this year, back in the summer, when things were looking super, super promising, I decided it was the time. It was time to do another in-person event. And I was just about to sign on the dotted line and pay for a substantially expensive venue with all the fixings when I said, you know what, Emily, something is not feeling right here. And I decided to ask the group their thoughts on, you know, how they would feel gathering in person for large events again. Good thing I asked. Turns out lots of people were super uncomfortable with a large gathering uh, at this point. And take it from me, You know, a room that can seat 230 people, it's just not the same when only 50 people show up. So 
I had to pivot again and I decided to host it a, a smaller event at Coho with just a couple of in-person attendees and the rest virtual. Well, then it was a matter of how on earth do I find somebody to help me stream it virtually? And that was a bit of a challenge, also pretty pricey. Um, and the person that I thought I had found my magical unicorn ended up falling through also last minute. So I pivoted again and decided, okay, now the event is going to only be for a limited number of in-person attendees. And that's where we've landed for now, a nice, cozy, intimate group gathering for relationship building, hearing stories, and just being together. The whole time that these obstacles and roadblocks were coming up through this experience, I had to keep asking myself if they were the kind of obstacles that required me to throw in the towel and cancel this altogether or if they were the kind of obstacles that challenged me to push through. All right, and then I'll come back to this in a minute and you'll find out where we landed. But to finish up on my dog saga story of last week with the foster pup situation, I am sad to report that it didn't work out. For five days, we hit wall after wall trying to get these two to play nice. And it started really, really great. So I don't know where it went wrong, but... At the end of the experience, we knew deep down in our guts uh, that it was not time to endure the race. It was time to wave our white flags of surrender and let her get adopted by someone else. It's a way longer story than that, um, and it was riddled with some like crazy emotion, but I'm going to leave it there for now. Just at the fact that my husband and I, Jason, we had to deeply trust our guts, even though our heads and other people were telling us all sorts of other things. We had to kind of like tune out the noise, look at the big picture of our lives, our why behind doing this, and we made the decision to stop looking for a second dog right now. So with it back to this event, the obstacles and roadblocks feel a little bit different to me. Um, as, as I keep facing these things and hitting walls, I'm asking myself why. And I and I realize I have to do this because the message that these women have to share matters to me. The time that we will all be spending together in this way matters to me. And honestly, I think it might be the last person in-person event, you know, until like next spring. So I really have like a strong why behind this particular end of the year, hurrah. And whatever is supposed to happen tomorrow night, whoever shows up is, is for me, it is the essence of she built this. And that is in this instance, my why it's what's giving me strength to keep going in the direction that I am with this event. And I tell you what, it's going to end up being completely fabulous and exactly what it's supposed to be. And if you just so happen to be listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday morning, and you have the night open in your local, you are welcome to join us. Also just check out the events at shebuiltthis.org and you can grab yourself a seat. We have a couple of spots left. If it's too late when you're listening to this, just make sure to check out shebuiltthis.org and sign up to be on the newsletter. And then next time these things happen, you will be the first one to know about it so you don't miss out. So all that said, if you can identify with what I said at the beginning about feeling tired or feeling like you just keep facing obstacle after obstacle, challenge after challenge, roadblock after roadblock, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, after et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, take a step back for a second and 
match it up to your big picture. Look at your big picture and ask yourself why. It might be the why behind your business. It might be a personal why, or it might be something entirely different for you. But really taking some time to look at that will help you to know when to hold them and when to fold them when it comes to some of the things that you're that you're facing. All right. And now to today's podcast. This month on the podcast, as I told you last week, it's chit chat about your brand, the things that matter most to you, to your customers, um, all about setting yourself apart, digging into your why behind your business, your vision for your business. And so to join me in that discussion today, I brought on my good pal, Lindsay Taylor, owner of Naughty Good Bites, which is a gourmet chocolate company. But in addition to the owner of Naughty Good Bites, she's also a branding graphic designer, mom to humans, mom to dogs, wife, daughter, fabulous friend. And today we're talking about another venture that she and I are embarking on together in the ultimate collaboration of what we both love and what we both do best. So that's all the intro you're going to get from me. I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, With that, I'd say away we go. Hello and welcome back to my like most popular she built this guest Lindsay Taylor. <laughs> most popular or most frequented cuz I I won't leave you alone. <laughs> yes, most frequented. I think you do you do win the award for being on the she built this podcast the most times. So I'm honored. <laughs> yeah. You'll be getting your uh uh ribbon in the mail. Oh good. Oh good, my participation ribbon. <laughs> but just in case like people don't know who you are. Um, why don't you tell us in your words who you are and what you do? Sure. I am a designer. I've owned my own design business for a graphic designer for over 20 years. Um, I'm also the owner of Naughty Good Bites, which for the best past about four years is a gourmet chocolate company. Um, and then I'm a mom of three little humans and three, well, they're not so little anymore, but, and three, uh, golden retrievers. So very busy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. (laughs) Pretty straightforward and pretty busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. The overwhelm can be intense sometimes, but, but we learn to deal. In your graphic design work, I know that you've made some shifts, like you kind of started out working for a lot of corporations, and I'd love to hear how you've sort of shifted into what you're doing now. Yeah, so I started out, um, I went right out of college, right into a smaller corporation, but definitely working for a larger business. And, but I always continue to do um you know, freelancing and moonlighting and what, whatnot, whatnot on the side for smaller businesses. However, primarily corporate design, a lot of, lot of large corporations. And so there's a lot of mm, design by template to a, to a degree, which also you can say template or you can say brand or whatever, which is important. That's what we're going to hear to talk about. But the it limits you as a creative, you know, um, and that gets pretty stifling. So I, I was it was necessary for me to have that outlet of those small businesses. Um, but as my kids, as I got done having kids and I'm obviously still raising them, but I was no longer in the baby stage, I started to take a shift and realize that 
it was bigger than this. I wanted to be able to impact people directly. I'm not working directly for the CEO in a corporation. You know, there was it's all a lot of design by committee. There's, you know, that you didn't understand the impact that your design could really have. And so I wanted to shift to that. And so I started to really niche down and say, you know, who do I want to work with? And I wanted to work with those women-owned businesses who, um, like actually, I think you were the one who said one time who's staying up late at night waiting for that text or that email to see the next version of the logo. You know, that I wanted that. I wanted that reaction because I knew that I could have a better impact. Um, and so that's where I shifted and pulled away from the corporate. Yeah, I remember Lindsay uh, designed the She Built This logo. And I remember, well, first of all, I get tons and tons and tons of compliments on it. Um, but I remember waiting for it. It was like Christmas. Like every time I got something with the branding, it was so exciting. So, um, all right. I think this is a great place to kind of talk about because I think people hear the word branding and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's something that I have to do around self-exploration for my business. It's my logo. It's this, it's that. There's a lot of confusion about what branding actually is and what kind of impact it makes on your people that are perceiving your branding. So let's hear from your perspective, like really what is a brand? What are the elements that make it up? And what impact can it have on the people that are perceiving it? So for sure, you, I mean, you really hit it spot on when you said it's like, it's more, well, I don't know if you said this part, but it is more than just the logo, um, the colors or whatnot. It is a feeling that you are giving. It's from the voice, you know, that you're giving. It's from obviously all of the content you're pushing out there. Um, all of it needs to fall within that feeling that you are trying to create for your customers or your clients. Um, so that, so I used to do a lot of wedding, um, des- wedding invitation design. That was super fun for me. It was like the fun part, but it was the same exact thing there. I created a brand for their wedding just through that wedding invitation. How, what are people going to expect when they get here? Not only is it supposed to be like a little bit more formal, well, that's, we're going to make sure the, 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 um, invitation has, is a little more formal. Is it going to be, um, playful or fun? Is it going to be, it's not just the colors in your wedding. It's not just the flowers in your wedding, just like it's not just the fonts or the colors of your business. You need to create that feeling. You need to create that vibe that people are going to be able to know without even seeing your logo on there, that that is your business. Um, whatever they see on social media, wherever they see, I say this all the time, you know, Target does a great job of this. You would see an ad that they would have on TV and you didn't even have to see the logo. You knew it was their ad just by the vibe it was creating. Um, And there's a lot of businesses who do it really well. And so that's branding is just that feeling you're creating, that vibe you're creating, and you're sending that out to the universe for um, your clients and your customers to receive. Exactly. And you want it to be really like, authentically aligned with the experience that they're going to get. So there's nothing worse than if you see someone's brand online and you like have this image of who they are and what they're like in your head. And then you meet them and you're like, that's not at all what I thought it was going to be like. So to your point, to your point of the wedding, if I'm getting this, you know, 
black tie invitation looking, uh, sorry, black tie looking invitation. And then I show up and everyone's like in jeans and cowboy boots. I'm like, uh, I'm overdressed and now I feel silly, you know? And so there's just like, like, that's a good way to help set your customer up to say yes and to help them set them up for success right from the beginning. Because when their expectations are met, then it's going to be a more positive experience for both of you. Absolutely. They shouldn't have to read that invitation. The goal is they shouldn't have to read that invitation or look at that, read the logo, say the fine print under the logo to know what it is you do or the, not necessarily what you do. I should backtrack on that, but the feeling you're going to give them, your experience that you're going to give them, like they should be able to, it's almost like the, those details, those, that, that, what, you know, this is black tie optional or whatever. Those are secondary because it should feel that way before they even start to read it. Same with, you know, this is a fun, place, playful brand um, before they read underneath it, the little tagline that says it's a fun, playful brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, there's, it's all about that feeling. And we, that is first and foremost, um, what branding is, is, is it creates that experience before even saying a word. So I'd love to hear, um, a little bit about how you help people to tap into what that feeling is, because I think you have a really great process of helping people to do it. But, you know, if somebody is kind of thinking, well, what is my brand? What is my brand feeling? Um, how do you help people sort of uh, tap into what that is for themselves? Yeah. So back in, like I said, I've been doing this for about 20 years. I think when we first started doing this, it was um, lots of magazine clippings and, and lots of like, you know, you'd go through magazines and what felt, what, what particularly for small businesses, because small businesses, it's often, our brand is often an extension of us. The only way we can truly sell that brand is if we believe in it and you're not going to sell something you don't believe in. So you need to have it aligned with who you are. So the best thing for a, for a, um, small, a small business is to, start doing exactly that. But now, you know, we don't have the clippings from, from, um, magazines or anything anymore. So get on that Pinterest board. And I know it sounds very DIY, but it is the best place to start just pinning every single thing you like And and it can be logos. It can be textures. It can be color palettes. It can be, uh, gosh, it can be locations. It could be scenery. It could be anything. And what is kind of interesting is the mint once you start to just don't be afraid. Don't be picky about what you're picking. Does it speak to you? Pin it because it starts to paint a picture and it starts to, that that brand starts to really reveal itself. Um, and so I think that that's a really easy, great place for people to start, um, to be able to start to see what is it? Because people will pin the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> and they don't even realize it. Um, and so I think that is the easiest way, the best way to try and nail down your brand and your brand voice and your brand vision and whatnot. Yeah, I love that. And, and I, we've, we've gotten to see a lot of these Pinterest boards unfold, which we'll tell you about in a little bit, but, um, and it's been really fun to watch like what people come up with, because that's the other thing is they are all so unique and different. Like the things that I'm going to put on my Pinterest board are going to be completely different from what somebody else is. And so it's like, there just is no objective. Uh, there's nothing objective about this. You know what I mean? Like it's really what suits you and your personal um, branding. So you don't need to like censor yourself or be like, well, this is what everyone else is doing. And this is what I think I should be doing. It's just really like what feels good to me, you know? Yeah. And, and, and just as important, I always tell my clients too, 
not only should you be doing a yes Pinterest board, but do a no Pinterest board too, because the no's sometimes tell me as a designer and it can tell you as well, just as much as the yeses. Sometimes the yeses get really flooded. They get, it gets kind of muddy and, but the no's be like, okay, there's where that boundary is. That's Mm -hmm. that, that's a hard no, no way. I don't, this doesn't appeal to me. I would never be able to get behind this in my brand. So I don't want it included at all. Um, so that's important. You know, you don't like, uh, you know, a certain color palette, put it on there. You know, you don't like, um, who knows, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, you don't like, I can't imagine somebody wouldn't, but you, you don't like the ocean, put it on there. Like you don't like, you I don't know why somebody would ever do that, but let's see. You don't like haunted houses. Let's put it on there. Okay. So we don't like the dark and gloomy, but you know what I mean? Like there's certain things that just start putting, put that no board together too. Um, just as much as the, yes, it starts to really help define things. Yeah, no, but I think that's a really valid point because uh, some people really like bright poppy colors and some people like really muted um, pastel-y, you know, colors like that. And, and then, of course, every single variation in between. But if that is something that really turns you off, it should go on that noteboard. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to say, too, before you even get into words, like we, we do get into that as kind of a little bit secondary, you know, what kind of words describe your business but you can't use those words alone because the interpretation of those words are, as you're saying, are like, like you were saying about, you know, what appeals to people, the people, they mean something different to mm-hmm. different people. You know what I mean? Like when I, I actually had, there's this whole graphic design book, which is hysterical that says when your client says this, this, they probably mean this, you know, like there's, whenever I tell people to work, to give me responses on any logo, um, um, any logos that I give them, it is always don't talk about, I don't like that font or it feel like, I want you to tell me how it feels. I don't, don't tell me about the font, but this feels a little bit too bold or it feels too, okay, tell me that, but don't speak specifically to things. Um, but also those the words that you start to use are interpreted very differently. Does that make sense? Like it, totally. it's like everybody has their own interpretation of words based on our own experiences. So, um, so I think that it's really important not to get hung up on. I want to, I want to, you know, a, a brand that's going to feel very, I don't know, very sensual or very, who knows, sensual to some person could be, who knows, one thing, somebody else could just mean, right? When the other, somebody else could just mean soft, you know, or, or so I think that um, don't get too caught up on those. Go visual first and foremost. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and on the words, just to like kind of, uh, share one thing that I think I've learned through helping people with their content is a lot of people gravitate towards words like um, bright, airy, light. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I say humanize the words, like bring in like compassionate, uh, forgiving, engaging, you know, like words that are, are human characteristics, bring those into your words. If you want to get into, you know, thinking about some of your brand words, personality words, Um, bring in human personality pieces because bright, airy, you know, open, like that's just, they're sort of like, like you said, like open to interpretation. So yeah. And they're very vague. Yeah. I love the the idea of, you know, put making it a personality because that's exactly, you know, you hit the nail on the head is your brand is your personality. It's the personality of your business. So absolutely. Yep. 
So Lindsay and I both, between the two of us, we have four separate businesses. She built this, my content writing, Naughty Good Bites, and Lindsay's graphic design called Tailored Image. And we're always both like our undying mission and passion in life is to help women entrepreneurs and women in, in general through these businesses. And so one day, um, Lindsay and I were exchanging like kind of vocal texts and came up with this idea, like what if we could put together your expertise, my expertise, and sort of like bring in all of these pieces for women in business to help them in the branding process and the launching process and make it really, really easy for them. Yes. And like that, our new collaboration was born. So that's our fifth business. Yes. Our fifth business. Exactly. Um, so we created a collaborative called view collaborative and just kind of like what we've been doing is it's, it's for women owned businesses who are either just starting or are kind of like relaunching, rebranding, or just want to like freshen up the way that, that the experience is for other people when, it, when they interact with their business. And we put together a package, essentially, that's individualized for every single person. Um, but it gives you the support of having like a whole team behind you to get up and running, where you're getting a website and branding and social media support and content and all of the things to get yourself started. Um, And what we love about this is it's just like really tying together the mission. Like everything you have to, everything you do should be really in line with the big vision and the mission that you have for whatever business you're, you're pursuing. And I think this just is a perfect match for all four of our businesses. Right. It sure is. I think we found, I think this, it's an awesome offering and in, in, of the clients we've worked with, this has been amazing for them because I think we found, you and I both found, you know, I do the branding, but they didn't know where to go next. Even if we sent them, you know, a bunch of a list of people to, to contact, a lot of small businesses don't understand, don't know, you know, where that, what's the next step, you know, or, or they do things backwards. You know, we've talked about that before, you know, they're putting the cart before the horse. And so we take that headache out and we do, we do that for them. And we do it in a, in a, you know, much faster way too. Cause I think a lot of small businesses are looking for things to be done quicker. It's not like in the corporate world where it was like legit, you know, 20 months, I think it would take to launch a new program. <laughs> it was because it's designed by committee. But with this, we are giving them, you know, really quick turn as well as at a, at a, you know, affordable price and something. And then we're doing the legwork for them. You know, they don't have to worry about project management. They get to worry about their business and making sure their business is running smoothly. Yep. And just, um, you know, like a really tangible, I guess, story that people can, people can take away is when I first started Tucked in Organics, which was my first business, um, we sort of just like, we didn't know what we didn't know and we didn't know who to choose and who not to choose. So I literally typed into Google, like website designers near me, you know what I mean? And hired someone sight unseen. And, uh, maybe, maybe I, I think I, in this instance, I had a recommendation from someone, but it was like someone's cousin or brother or something like that. And you know, we paid him the money and 
met with him one time and then he did like a little bit of work and then ghosted us. So he left the project like completely undone. Yep. Um, yep. With half my money, you know? And, yep. and there was another instance where we had hired someone to help with the flooring and he gave us a quote and he came and it was like all going well. Um, but then he left that afternoon because he had a DJ gig in Boston and I'm literally like on my hands and knees installing flooring. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's just like when you're when you're new in business, you know, you do you do. It's natural to like make a lot of mistakes. And I think we really want to help people from making a lot of those mistakes. Or yeah. when it comes to your brand, when you when you're first starting, like um, you might be tempted to just like, oh, I'll do that later. You know, I'll do that later. But yeah. I think like taking the extra step and, and like, honestly, it's really, we're trying to make it really, really cost effective for people. So this isn't like some, you know, $20,000 branding that you're undergoing, which yeah. is, which is pretty typical, um, yeah, truthfully. Sure. So it, yeah. it's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to say like, when you were talking about, you know, I think when you, when people miss this step, I think what happens is y- you like you need to give some validity to your business first and foremost, even if you are just a teeny weeny business, even if you're a one person show, because people need to be able to, they trust something that feels established. They trust something that feels like it's been around, it knows what it's doing. And I can say for Naughty Good, having obviously the experience I've had with design, there's only one way I know how to do things, right? You can't just show up and, and throw some chocolates on in a Ziploc bag and call it a day. There needs to be a full brand and there needs to be a full, um, you know, everything needs to be thought out. And what that did for us, although wasn't intended, I didn't intend to make Naughty Good a business, but what it in turn did for us is made People were like, well, how can I order online? Well, we didn't even have a website yet, right? But our packaging and everything was so put together that people thought we were a very established business. Or I even had people think that we were um, selling for a, for a national chain. Like I was just like the rep. Um, and so, but that, they felt great. They felt secure in that they were, you know, giving money to an established business. It wasn't somebody who was just going to take it and run with it and never see their chocolates ever again. Um, so I think if you miss that step, you know, you can never get outside that friend zone, so to speak, you know, like you're going to get the people who know you, who know you're a good, you know, designer or know that you're a good accountant or whatever, but you can't get beyond that. It's really hard to get beyond that without, having yourself look and feel established, you kind of, we, you know, so what we do is we're able to help them, you know, get to that point, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, And I love that you said that because, um, with tucked in organics, I just want to give another, like, I'll just use that again as an example. First of all, with she built this, I would have said to you when, when you were designing my logo, I was like, I'm putting the cart before the horse. You know, I would have said, I don't need a logo yet. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's too soon. This isn't even a business. Um, and I am so 100% happy that I like, and I know I'm just using a logo, but that you helped me create like a feeling for my brand way, yeah. way, 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 way back then for yeah. tucked in organics. Um, people used to always ask me the same question once we had like an official website. Um, yeah. people used to ask me the same question, like, Oh, what's the, uh, or are you guys a franchise? You know, and I was like, no, it's just me. It's literally just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and my husband does the deliveries. So <laughs> I think you're so right. It's all about like, you know, that initial interaction. Um, and, yeah. and the other thing about what, 
you know, it's like, yes, you might feel like you're putting the cart cart before the horse, but sometimes you don't even know what's the cart and what's the horse, you know? So there's another aspect of it where it's like, you know, that the brand is a lot of elements and it, and it really is. It's more than just your logo. It's more than graphics. It's more than what you post on social media. It's like a whole picture, right? Yep. And so sometimes I think the, the trap we get into is we do a website and Mm -hmm. then we, um, hire someone out to help us with our social media. And then we hire somebody out to do this and hire somebody out to do this. And it ends up just being like this kind of like, well, it's just jumbled up. Like all these hands have been in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know. I don't know what my colors are. I don't know what my fonts are. You know what I mean? I just picked this graphic today because it was pretty. <laughs> so it's sort of like choosing, you know, like once you have alignment with your brand and once everything is like established, then you don't have to ask those questions constantly of like, well, is this on brand or not? You know, yep. you just, you just know. You can advocate for your brand. I say that all the time. That's what we're trying to get people to do. Get them to a place where they can advocate for their brand. Not only are we doing this work for them, but we're going to teach them so that they can speak up when they're like, no, that's not in line. You know, when they, when they're not, don't need to work with us anymore and they want to go get something else done elsewhere, you know, not maybe it's, who knows, who knows? It could be, you know, a printed piece or something that they want to work with a different designer on. And they, that's, they should be able to advocate for their brand and understand their brand and know I get it all the time. People come to me and I'm like, okay, so I, you know, I want to have this done for naughty good. We do a lot of customization. Okay. Do you, do you have brand colors? Do you have, you know, a logo? Do you have this? And really people have none of that, you know? And, and it's, and it's a shame because if they could just advocate for their brand, it would be so much easier for them. You know, it's not like something shiny, you know, you see that new shiny color and that new shiny font and then they start to include it and people are like, well, who's this? They don't even know who it is. You know, like stay true to your brand. Um, What, what gets mundane for us and gets like monotonous for us is new for so many people who are seeing your stuff for the first time, you know, And, and, and for those other people, it just becomes relevant. It becomes relatable because, oh, they might not see it the first time, but by the time they see it the third or fourth time, third or fourth go around in whatever format that they see it in, they're going to go, I've seen that before. And then it's going to start to register. And so you have to stay consistent. Um, yeah. So I just got off on a tangent a little bit, but yeah, there's um, anyways, that's my tangent. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's such a great point. Like con- consistent can feel boring to you, yeah. but yeah. consistent is why you recognize those target commercials and why you know a Dunkin' Donuts cup when you see one, you know what I mean? So, yes. so yeah. That's a really, really great point. Um, and so here's one, just like one more reason that Lindsay and I decided to do this is because I think we were both finding that we were doing a lot of things that we could do. No problem. Sure, I can build a website. Lindsay can build a website. But it's like there was a lot of stuff that we didn't need to be doing. And we wanted to bring in other women entrepreneurs also and tap into their talents and skills. You know, so like, we know web designers that are going to knock your socks off with a website. And, and since that doesn't necessarily light us up to do, we want to give it to somebody that it lights them up to do. And so I think it was, it was also about like, just really like, you know, rising tides raise all ships and like bringing in even more collaborators. And so we've really curated like a really great team that helps to build this whole thing. And it's, it's women entrepreneurs collaborating with one another to make other women entrepreneurs successful. It's really beautiful. 
Absolutely. If you, I always say, I'm like, if you find, so my husband's a builder, right? And if there is a builder out there that says they can do it all personally, do it all, beware, right? Because they should not be hanging the drywall, doing all of the, um, you know, finish work, doing the framing, doing the roofing, because it's going to take forever. But also that means that they're not really specialized in any one thing. And so it's the same thing for designers. Like you should not have a designer who says they can do it all. Like I can do all the copywriting. I can do all of this because beware of that because you really should be tapping into people's expertise, you know, and I love that that's what we're doing. You know, we've been able to work with some amazing other photographers, um, web designers and be able to, you know, know that this is where they get to excel and this is where I get to excel. This is where Emily gets to excel. And then we're bringing the best foot forward to our clients. Like what it's like a win-win all around win, 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 win. (laughs) And, and you know what, that's a great point just on branding in general is like, honestly, it it can feel really like scary to niche down. But, uh, the more I niche down, the more I love what I do, like just so excited about what I do. And honestly, the more people understand what I do and find me because of that reason, you know what I mean? So I think it, it does. It feels horrible. I was the person that did it all. Like when I was transitioning into my new business, I did everything for everybody. I was exhausted and burnt out and I could do it, but I couldn't do it all great. You know, I did like, yes, I can build you a website. It's not going to be great. Nothing is really going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's exactly. It's, you can't be 50% to five different things. You need yeah. to be hundred percent to one thing and know, know where you are And you're right. It is super scary as a business owner or as a creative or service-based to niche down. You know, it's really scary because then you're saying no to other things, but I know it sounds really cliche, but you're not saying no to other things. You're saying yes to so much more that's going to come your way. I don't know. I know it's very, you know, you hear it all the time, but it's true. We're living proof. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop your mic just then. So oh, should I? <laughs> um, mic drop. Yeah. And, and just like another, you know, and, and I think like we do kind of have to play one part coach, you know, in all of this, because a lot of people are, are still trying to figure out like their vision and what they really want to be known for and what services they want to offer. And that is totally okay too. And I think Lindsay and I have been really loving, like helping people process that out and sort through ideas. Like we just, did a project with a local company. It's like a cafe and they had a lot of ideas. And so I think it was really fun to kind of like bounce some of those back and forth and say like, this is what you should be, you know, this is where to start. And like, that's a great idea for down the road. Um, and just kind of helping sift through those things too, because that's the other, you know, that's another thing about first starting out is you do have all of these ideas and all of these things you want to do. And it's about condensing it and focusing on the most important things to start, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, we're like a big think tank, you know, and it's, it's, it's a great way for them to be able to bounce real life ideas off of somebody, not just one person. Um, You know, it's, it's a group of people. It's a group, it's a team, you know, like you said before, we're a team that's behind your back and it's, um, it's, it's pretty awesome. It becomes pretty contagious because you get excited about one thing. You know, I, I see when you throw out your content and it's like, Oh, Oh, and it, you know, generates excitement for me, for the, for the client. And so it's just, um, this team effort that, um, is pretty exciting. Yeah. And I think that's sort of like our, uh, our, our like not slogan, but like, 
in our businesses, we can't and like often we shouldn't be doing it all. You know, we shouldn't be doing it alone, but we can do it all. We can do a lot of things like Lindsay and I are literally both running three things, you know, because we have support and we have a team. So yeah. 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 And it's hard to reach out and say that. I just sent Emily a message earlier this morning saying, I need your help with this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something naughty good. So it's, um, it's important to know your limits and to know where your business is going to thrive with you at the helm. Like where, where should you be? And sometimes it's not for me in the kitchen always, you know, sometimes it's really running the business, um, not being inside it. Does that make, you know, it's very, again, very, very cliche, but it, and so we help you guys do that, you know, so you guys can do what you're good at. Well, another cliche is it's cliche for a reason. So there you go. <laughs> Ooh, it's like a circle. Um, all right. So since we haven't like actually said the name of our, our new thing, it's called the view view collaborative and it's V U E vision, understand, elevate. So basically tapping into the business, uh, the vision and direction that you have for your business, where you want to grow, how you want people to see you. And then we help you to understand like, who really are we trying to target and reach and speak to? What do they, what do they talk like? What language resonates with them? And then we kind of elevate. So we get in there and get to work and execute a brand that is really all about you and your personality and helps to attract those people right to you. And even just as importantly, repelling the people that you don't want because they will feel what your business is like and know, okay, that might not be for me. And that's just as important as attracting the right clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we don't want to be wasting our time on somebody that isn't well-suited for us. Yeah. Yeah. There is somebody who they're well-suited for. It just might not be you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So View Collaborative is the name and we, um, we have like we're pretty full up for the month of October, but we are opening up a couple of spots through the end of the year. So like somebody looking to start a business from scratch or rebrand or relaunch what they have, we will take you at any stage. Like you could have been in business 10 years and now you're like, oh, I think I'm ready to, to make some changes. Like that is exciting to us. And yeah. we, we want you to be reinvigorated about your business. So that's yeah. kind of like the work that this is. Yeah. And you don't have to be, you don't have to know everything about brand, obviously, or know anything. That's what, that's our job. We just want you to understand the value that, you know, that we want you to be ready for that, you know, for that next, next step, because, um, you know, be ready to, to, to kind of open yourself up to all kinds of possibilities. Yeah. And get to that next level and really start attracting, um, the kind of people that you, that you know, you could be. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting stuff. It is. And <laughs> so I think we covered everything. This is the thing. When you're working on these things, you often don't have time to put together a website yet for yourself. <laughs> so so we have no, we don't have a website. We have an Instagram, but it doesn't have anything up yet. So don't go look at it. <laughs> but we will we will make the proper rollout red carpet announcement um really soon. But in the meantime, you guys know how to reach me because you know, um, uh, it's all, it's always in the show notes. So. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And if you just want to hop on a discovery call and kind of see what it's all about, we're open to that too. You know, just, just let us know We're we're here to help. And, um, and you may not need all of our services, all that we have to offer. Um, and that's okay too. Yeah. Or you may not even know what you need period, but we're here to tell you, like, I think we, um, we didn't, 
um, touch on it, but so many times people say, I need a website, but they don't realize that they also need the content for that website. They need the brand for that website. And they also need photos for that website, right? So there's, we, we get to take that guesswork out for you. Yeah. So um, if you're not sure what you need, reach out to us, you know, and you, you just know that you want to kind of bring your, bring it to the next level. Let's chat. Uh, okay. One question I have for you before we wrap up is let's say somebody wants to make a start today on one, like one thing that they can do to kind of um, help themselves in their own branding journey today. What would you say that step could be? Um, I would, I would go back to that Pinterest board. Easy, easy. I mean, it is such an easy, I know it's like, it seems like I said, very DIY, but it is, but that, that is your best bet. Cause that's what I'm going to ask you anyways to do, you know, is to do exactly that. But it is, it's, you're going to see that it's going to start to reveal itself. Give it, give it, you know, a week to a month or something like that of just constantly pinning stuff. Cause we get in these modes. Right. And it's really quite funny. We've seen this, right. Emily, where you, where you scroll through somebody's um, Pinterest board and, and cause it goes chronological. It's so funny to see their thought pattern <laughs> as it goes through, you know, like, Oh, you're really into that then. And now we're into and it's morphed into this, but it, it starts to present itself and you start to realize, oh, this is, you're, you're essentially creating a mood board for your brand. And, um, just by doing that. So I would strongly urge you to do that. Start looking at what you like, what you don't like, what, you know, reads true for you. Um, I've done Pinterest for all, all of my branding, but I also did it for, I built my entire wedding on Pinterest. Like no joke. It was the exact, like all these little pieces and elements. I built it all on Pinterest and then I just went from there. So it is, I know it sounds like you're wasting time, but you're not wasting time. So it, it, nope. it's, it's, it's the, it's an awesome tool. Awesome tool to have out there. It's not just for um, crafts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or all right. Well, th this was fun. Yes, this was fun. I'm excited. Thanks for joining me again. I'm sure I'm going to have you back. So. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Thank you. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.